Retro Hangover is supported via Patreon by listeners like you. We would especially like to thank patrons Lyle McCarns, Ashton Ruby, Randall Quiggle, Tony G, Katie Quigg, Paul Romalo, Raging Demon, JC, Megan Caruso, Masked Keaton, Andrew Liguori, Retro Overdrive, Ozzy Garcia, The Retro Vixen, Keith Gasper, and Discimera. Your continued engagement and generous donations are deeply appreciated. Open your ears and crack some beers. You are listening to the latest episode of Retro Hangover. and classic gamers welcome to the podcast where we whiz wailing walls wishing we walked whilst wiggling wangs this is retro hangover i am your co-host chris copeline with special guest Corey from my life in gaming and as always your host shane dick You know how you get <laughs> wiggling wangs whilst walking, which, by the way, good good use of, of wilts, but gray sweatpants, as it turns out. That's more information than I care to know, and that's also accurate information. Yeah, it's 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 topical, Chris. It's relevant. Very topical for this very, I guess, over long overdue episode. Oh, it's of long. our podcast. <laughs> God, this whole episode is just going to be a dick joke. My good Lord. (laughs) Welcome, Corey, to (laughs) Retro Hangover. Hey, I've I've been dying here because like when you were like yelling out your name, Discord's sound adjustment just like totally like made everything go quiet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, (laughs) I I lovingly refer to that as when Chris goes to space. (laughs) It's great. It is great. All right. So we're talking about Dragon Wang. Yeah, we are. We have to. This is an episode, like I said, long overdue, well in the works. And I know this has become somewhat of a a meme for yourself as well, Corey, over at the Mind Life and Gaming channel. Yeah, yeah. You know, it wasn't until recently that I even played the game for real. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, what can I say? Like, I, I mean, I think that it became a thing when I did a video on EverDrives, which is, I'm sure, the way a lot of people have you know played this in recent years you know just playing it on like a mega everdrive which can use you know can play sg1000 games and i I just saw that name in the list and i was like how can i resist this (laughs) (laughs) we'll get more into that when we start talking about personal experiences but Mm. while we got you here Corey, Mm -hmm. uh, we like to talk about as we are want to do there you go shane i didn't forget there you go we are contractually obligated to say that mm-hmm. we start out by talking about what you've been playing lately in our own like gaming lives. I, that was a terrible <laughs> way to describe things. But uh, so, Corey, <laughs> as our guest, why don't you go ahead and discuss what you've been playing lately? What, what's been on your TV or handheld? Well, kind of some odd choices, I think. I'm kind of going through like a crunch time in my like quote unquote real job. You know, like I just haven't played anything that is requires consistent playing, I guess. In a way, yes. I made a decision earlier, I guess, like at the beginning of the year to attempt to push myself outside of my my gaming comfort zones and try some stuff that I had never really gotten around to before or some genres that I've never really gotten around to before. The thing that I, uh, the, ga- the game that I'm, I'm playing is a visual novel called The House in Fata Morgana. Ah, uh, oh. yes. This is like the what third time I've heard somebody bring this up now. <laughs> I, I had no idea what to expect. And I've seen people say like, oh, man, this game changed my life. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm like, I'm really struggling with it. <laughs> I got to say uh, <laughs> really? it is. Oh, you know, I very rarely like read books these days. I got to say mm. the problem is, is that, you know, as somebody who has like two young younger kids, seven and, and 10. Anytime I like sit, like sit down to 
read a book or something like that. It just makes me want to fall asleep. Mm. That is exactly what's happening with this. And I've heard that the game uh, picks up, you know, supposedly like where I've gotten to, but man, it's been like a real struggle to get to this point. But I, but I did make, I, I committed myself to say like, you know, I'm going to finish this game. I don't care how long it takes me. I'm going to finish it so that I can at least say that I made a a real attempt at it. There you go. (laughs) That game's like become the highest rated game on switch through Metacritic of all time. And that's one of the top three. Yeah. Yeah. It's nuts. You know, I'll feel bad if I, if I don't like it, if I just say like, man, it just made me fall asleep. Cause there's, there's a few games in my life that have, have made me fall asleep. And anytime I tell people like, oh, you know, Shenmue made me fall asleep the first time I played it. Uh, fair. That's, that's fair. Yeah, <laughs> that's absolutely fair. But then, you know, you get some people who are like, what, really? Yeah. <laughs> Do you but, not like forklifts? <laughs> you know, I'm not a big fan of games that put you on like a, like a time limit or like you got to be in these certain places at certain times to like mm. manage your life, you know? Mm-hmm. The first Shenmue didn't let you fast forward time at all. I mean, as far as I know, it didn't. You know, sometimes I'd wait for something to happen or to, you know, wait for someone to show up. And that's, I fell asleep. And I was like, I said, I can't do this. And then I, I've never finished the game as a result. You were just ahead of your time. <laughs> Maybe. But, you know, like, I, that's another game that I feel like I want to go back and give it another shot now. That's definitely fair. But outside of that, another. Sort of outside of my gaming comfort zone is like driving games. I The kind of driving game I like is games where you can crash. So, you know, like burnout and stuff like that. But I'm making a real attempt at a Ridge Racer game. Mm. I'm playing Ridge Racer 7 on the, on the PS3, which is like really, really impressive for the time. It was like a launch game. You know, it's like runs at 1080p at 60 FPS. And it's like, it's not something that you really saw very often at that time mm-hmm. it's good it's good i like it yeah i've only played the first ridge racer uh i was not too terribly impressed but i've heard later ones i've seen i've seen gameplay footage of ridge racer 7 so i know what you're i know what you're putting down there and mm-hmm. yeah it looks like a really interesting game it's probably not even that expensive nowadays either no i think that i i think i got off of ebay last year and it w- wasn't that bad but i think it was even sealed like i think there's a lot of you know like new old stock out there of it mm. so shane Yes. How about yourself? What have you been playing, my man? Oh, well, you know, uh, I'm taking a little bit of a hiatus from Elden Ring. Um, not because I've been burnt out or anything like that, but I just feel like I needed to take a take a little bit of a breather. Went kind of hard into the paint on that one, such as it is. Sure, you're not in Elden Ring Stockholm Syndrome, and you're just saying that just to not to, to madden the Elden Ring fans? <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. Like, I'm, I'm still very much enjoying it. I just uh, kind of wanted to switch it up for a little bit. Uh, so I'll, I'll go back to it, but I, uh, so, so I suppose that technically I haven't said this on, on the show yet. I've mentioned it elsewhere, like in the, in the discord. And I think I talked about it on our stream, but I did finally get my steam deck. So I've, uh, spent some time getting that thing set up just the way that I want it. And Mm -hmm. it took a little bit of doing not so much for the steam portion. That's pretty much plug and play, which is really nice. Uh, but more of the giant emulation library that i have fortunately some industrious folks out there put together mm-hmm. some things called the the mu deck which is a collection of scripts that sort of automates that process for you specifically for the steam deck uh, and it made my life a lot easier uh, with a little bit of tweaking because i'm the weirdo that also wanted to have like custom bezel artwork for every single game um, which <laughs> shout out to the bezel project by the way they're amazing for that I was able to get my entire emulation library on the Steam Deck with fancy artwork with the emulation station front end. And man, it's really nice. So far, I've been really enjoying that machine. The first game that I decided to play sort of just kind of out of nowhere was or is rather uh, Dungeon Siege Throne of Agony for the PlayStation (laughs) Portable. And uh, you know what? I'm I'm having a good time with it. It's rough around the edges. I'll say that. And I'll be I'll be doing a rapid fire review for our patrons on that at some point here soon. But suffice to say, it's not perfect. But as a as an action RPG and as someone who's a fan of the first Dungeon Siege, um, and I suppose the second one too, it kind of scratches that itch. So I'm I'm having a good time with it. It's kind of a random pick, but I guess I'm <laughs> glad that I started with that. And uh, outside of that, 
At the time of this recording, the game everyone was waiting for, Diablo Immortal, was released <laughs> hey, yesterday. I didn't even know it came out until... I do have a phone, so I am able <laughs> to play this game. Of course, the devs sort of walked that one back because now they've got an open beta for the PC client available also, so it's not phone exclusive, although I have some thoughts about the game in general, but also that PC port needs a little bit of work. The controller mapping is hot garbage, and I'm not <laughs> sure how you managed to do that, especially coming from a company that nailed it with controller support in Diablo 3, and somewhat to a lesser extent with D2 Resurrected. I'm not sure how they futzed this one up that badly, but the controller is just total crap. So uh, hoping that gets fixed. But is my plan for that game is basically to play it free to play uh, until I hit the inevitable paywall and then probably call it good. The way I figure it is that way I can personally be a drain on Blizzard's resources <laughs> by playing the game, but not paying them for it. And I feel like morally I am justified in doing this. So that that's not not Diablo four, though. No, 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 it is okay. not. <laughs> OK. Just making sure, because I had the name sounds vaguely familiar, but I couldn't tell you a single like what it even looks like at all, especially if it's like it, a is Dia it looks like Diablo three. Basically, okay. that, that's what it looks like. No, th this was the thing that they announced in place of Diablo four infamously on stage. And then oh, Wyatt okay. Chang didn't understand why everybody was booing him off the stage. For the record, I still feel bad for him about that. But yeah, so uh, it's here. It, it's it's actually it's I'm not going to lie. It's it's fun to play. It is. Mm -hmm. um, it's a very well made game. But the the monetization scheme is just disgusting. <laughs> but that that's a whole topic in and of itself. So so that's what I've been up to lately. Sweet. I have been up to way too much. <laughs> I don't know how. So I played through Fragrant Story and it has a lot of influence from Tactics Ogre and Final Fantasy Tactics, which it's I don't think it's a coincidence when you consider he has uh, William Cage got Hitoshi Sakamoto and Yoshimi Kudo to do the soundtrack. Mm. And that's that's really cool. Yeah. And uh, who are from Final Fantasy Tactics and Final Fantasy 12. And then you have Gideon Emery and Nicole Fantle doing the voices in the game. And if you didn't know, they are the voices of Balthier and Fran from Final oh, really? Fantasy 12. That is yes. that's really cool. I had no idea that it. You know, I had that kind of pedigree behind it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And it's called Fragrant Story. So obviously there there's an appeal to Ivalis. So, yeah, it's really short. Um, I need to play through it again because I'm starting to see the concept. I played through it once. But just so you know, Will, I am playing your game because I know you listen to this and <laughs> it's it's a good one. So thank you for getting it out there. It's It's quick. It's simple. And I can really appreciate it. And even though I'm not a physical collector, I noticed that it is like $4 on the eShop. So mm -hmm. I also picked it up just in case you're curious. But it's impossible to get physical copies of it probably at this point. Probably. Yeah. Because the, the other thing is, too, is like when um he got all the games in, if you go to his site, it's like there's a big batch of it that came in damaged. Oh, so he geez. made an update. Yes. And he did a minimum run of the the games. So like with some of it being damaged and I think he said he couldn't ship it out, it might end up being an even smaller batch than the minimum run of physical batches that Nintendo allows you to do. Oof, that's unfortunate. Uh, yeah, another competitor to the limited run. They should be called minimum run. <laughs> <laughs> Acceptable run games. <laughs> we did a run games. Yeah, yeah. We, we got as, as like the least amount that we could <laughs> and we're selling them. And there's and if you get if they get lost in the mail, there's no replacements. Exactly. Other than that, the other games I've been playing, uh, Eden Chronicle Rising is a game I've, oh. I've played through and I finished. I'll be doing an episode with uh, Adam from the Good, Bad and the Backlog. So mm -hmm. be on the lookout for that on their stream. And I've also continued my year of Final Fantasy East and have played through East three Wanderers from East for the oh. TurboGrafx mm -hmm. CD. And I had a great time with that game, even mm -hmm. though I can admit it is fundamentally flawed. Yes, it's still a good time. If you just put in the back of your mind, this is a two hour game. It's a bunch of dumb fun and the soundtrack's amazing. You'll, you'll have a good time with it. If I could sum that up in like, you know, 10 seconds. 
And I've also started East Memories of Salsetta mm-hmm. just to continue it on waiting for the Four Job Fiesta to start. Oh. By the way, we will be streaming the Four Job Fiesta on Twitch as often as possible uh, once it starts. So go to <laughs> twitch.tv slash hangover and watch us play the Four Job Fiesta this year. We hope to see you there. And by us, he means him. <laughs> yes, that's what I mean. <laughs> yeah, so you've like you're playing through all the Ease games then. I was just I was listening to your the episode with uh, with Joe from GameSack that you did on Ease mm-hmm. Pokemon One and Two, and uh, you know I didn't like I, that's very cool that you're just like playing through all of them. So are these have you played them previously? Like these specific ones previously? No. So what kind of that's that episode kind of inspired it and kicked it off because I was like, oh, okay, I, I tell everyone like the E series is really good, and I had mm-hmm. asked myself if I played any of these damn games. <laughs> Uh, no. So I need to do that to make myself an honest person when I recommend these games or criticize people for not liking them. So I have been doing that and it's mostly been a positive experience so far with the exception of one game, which is a Super Nintendo one. And I have a feeling the next one that I'll be disappointed in will also be a Super Nintendo one. But uh, yeah, that's my intention to try and get through all the East games, all 15 standalone titles before the end of the year if possible. That's amazing. That's that's great. That's great. So you when you say Super Nintendo, are you talking about the uh, the Super Nintendo version of of four Mask of the Sun? Yes. Okay. And yes. then and then also I, the other one you're I assume referring to is five. Yes. Okay. The the Sand of Kevin. I'll mm-hmm. see how that goes. I'm going to try and keep an open mind because I don't want any really opinions to sway me. But I have heard it's it's rather disappointing. But I've also heard yeah it's kind of set up where East went uh, starting with six and yes. onward. So, yes. Like yeah. The, the the foundation is there. Mm-hmm. It's directly overhead instead of like kind of at a like isometric angle, which is like the following games are like the 3D ones. Mm-hmm. I have not played all the way through five. Like that's that is the only one I've never played all the way through as far as I know, at least basic versions of each game in the series. Yeah, that seems to be a general consensus, too. Mm-hmm. It's like it's it's rough. Yeah, but I think that they'll be that'll be one of the. The next one they remake, though, at least. Oh, I hope so. And it's it's interesting. I mean, I don't want to. I'm not going to spoil anything, but just the fact that that uh, Ease Eight takes place like immediately after Five, and it's like like in between those, in between Five and uh and Six. Oh, so they got to do it. It has to happen. Yeah. So what also has to happen is Shane. What I have to happen? <laughs> well, you don't have Seems to happen. Ominous. You can. You have you have to be at least for the next thirty seconds to two minutes. I am inevitable. For what we call the the brief history mm. of the game we're covering today, which no. is Dragon Wong, but we will just be calling it Dragon Wang because Wong's not as fun as Wang. So Shane, yes, could you please go over the brief history of Dragon Wang? Based solely on the name alone, you ought to know why we're here today. But hey, it's not simply for the memes. There's still some history for us to explore, and granted, it's, well, it's not much, but we have a segment to do here, and by God, we're gonna do it. So picture it. 1985. By this time, it was pretty clear that Sega's SG-1000 was in the infamous words of Bernie Stolar, not their future, which may very well be the most diplomatic way to say, shit sucks, bro. The ill-fated console was getting absolutely slaughtered by Nintendo's Famicom in Japan, a far more powerful machine much better suited to bringing arcade-quality conversions to the home. This stark contrast between consoles can be effectively illustrated by comparing the Famicom's near-perfect port of arcade hit Donkey Kong and an utterly bastardized version of Congo Bongo on the SG-1000. Perhaps unsurprisingly, Sega was looking to move forward with its mid-gen hardware reboot, the Mark III, a beefier piece of hardware which, at least graphically, had a fighting chance of taking the Famicom head-on. Not one to leave their faithful fans behind, Sega ensured the Mark III would be backwards compatible with its semi-predecessor. This was achieved in large part with the inclusion of an additional slot for what Sega dubbed MyCards, credit card-sized cartridges with a two-fold purpose, to allow Sega to develop smaller games and to cut down on manufacturing costs. The form factor of these cards was heavily influenced by the designer of the SG-1000, 
who thought the more bulky original cartridges looked too much like tombstones. To complete the compatibility connection between the two console cousins, Sega would release a hardware adapter for the SG-1000 known as the Card Catcher. Since SG-1000 games would almost exclusively go the MyCard route from this point forward, Sega would need to release a title exclusive to the format in order to get consumers on board. Dragonwang, an unapologetic homage to Irem's Jackie Chan-licensed Spartan X, known simply as Kung Fu in the West, would be that game, seeing release in July of 1985. And that's really where Dragon Wang's significance comes to an abrupt halt. Due to it arguably being overshadowed by a superior game released around the same time, which received a port on superior hardware, Dragon Wang has been relegated to relative obscurity in most gaming circles. This was also during an era where developers rarely received credit for the games they created, Dragonwang is no exception. Little to no solid information regarding the team that created it can be reliably found. It does, from time to time, get brought up due to its unintentionally amusing title, but that's really about it. Sega, however, did have enough faith in Dragonwang to give it a follow-up for the Mark III, or Master System, with Kung Fu Kid, released in 1987. And that is your very brief history of Dragonwang. All right, thank you, Shane, for that brief history. Uh, <laughs> I thought before we really get into the meat of the Wang here. Sure, yeah. <laughs> we briefly talk about the SG-1000 uh, and just what that was, because I don't think a lot of our listeners know what the SG-1000 was, because, I mean... Shit, five years ago, I wouldn't have forgiven people for not knowing what the master system was. So, um, yeah, <laughs> SG-1000. It's Sega's first console. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, it never came out in the United States, and it was essentially a ColecoVision. Well, there you go. And it's not, not amazing. <laughs> it's not amazing. <laughs> surprise, surprise. In Japan, they had the SG-1000, which, which looks like a, a blue and white trapezoid with horrible controllers. And they made a revision. I think the Mark II, by the way, if you go and look up the Mark II, that console looks pretty damn cool. It still can't do much of anything. I mean, it's again, it's like hardware almost identical to a ColecoVision. I think there's a mm -hmm. system that you can get that Coleco made that you can play SG-1000 games on in the United States. I'm not sure. That's the rumor because the hardware is stolen or something. I don't know. It's what someone stole from somebody. I'm pretty sure Sega <laughs> stole from Coleco. That's kind of the brief history on, on the SG-1000. Again, we never got it over here. In Japan, the Master System is fully compatible with SG-1000 games, including their Tombstone cartridges and the MyCards, but we would not be able to do that here in the States just because cartridge size differences and everything. Mm -hmm. And if you do want to know more about the SG-1000, Jeremy Parrish has a great video series about it on Sega Den and Joe Redifer from GameSack, who was on the show before, made a video for every single SG-1000 game. And My Life in Gaming, which Corey here is a part of, <laughs> briefly touches on the SG-1000 in their Mr. Video. So go check those out. Yeah, just like little bits here and there. For I got to admit that the most experience that I had with the SG-1000 for the longest time was uh, that it you could have your mag look like it in Fantasy Star Online. And <laughs> like you could you could have a mag that looked like a master system as well. And that's like, I had no idea what it was at the time. I didn't even know you could get those or if they, if you could, I wouldn't have cared because this was <laughs> what back in 2000. I didn't know what those things were. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I wanted, I wanted a master system one because I, you know, I was, I was a master system owner versus an NES owner. Ah, there are dozens of us. Yes. Not very many, but you know, we, we made do with what we had, and <laughs> I, I think we have a greater appreciation for the Master System overall because of it. You know, just a lot of people playing it for the first time be like, this is terrible. Like, these games are, like, not nearly as good as anything on the NES, but, you know, I definitely have my thoughts on that. Like, I, I think that the Master System is, is, is a great system. Hmm. 
it has its appeal yes. as someone who who's collected quite a bit of master system <laughs> games before it became just cost prohibitive yes i i can agree with that i didn't realize the price for it had gotten up there most of the games <laughs> i have are at the like bottom bottom half mm-hmm. to bottom three quarters of the the price spectrum so i don't have a buster douglas boxing oh. or golden axe warrior no i don't have golden axe warrior either right so like i i do i do have fantasy star of course because mm-hmm. that's the requirement because if you don't have that you might as well not be even be a sega master system collector it, it's that's very true best game on the system i would very much agree do you have gangster town yes okay good <laughs> that's that's a great shooter by the way it is i won't hear anything otherwise <laughs> but let's get into the wang uh, now that we're here it's it's time to now it's time to uh, rock out with our wangs out all right here we are let's talk about our personal experiences with wangs uh dragon wang <laughs> it's like you care to be more specific <laughs> there or okay d wang ah, as yes. the game calls it <laughs> yes <laughs> that's right it's oh it's, it was d wang d wang it yeah. is d wang <laughs> Corey, you were kind of getting into it before we got into the brief history. Uh, so just your your personal experiences, if you just kind of re- want to reiterate that. Well, my personal experience is that it, it wasn't until very, very recently that I even played this game for real. You know, when I was doing a video on EverDrives a long time ago and I saw it in the list of SG-1000 games, I was like, how can I, I can't resist trying that out. <laughs> and essentially, anytime I show it, have shown it in a video is me just uh dying yeah it's like my character dying that's fair and that is like essentially like that was almost my entire experience with it until maybe like a year ago when i was like i i gotta see what this is all about because you view it as kind of just like i don't like i don't know what the exact uh term is for it because it's not like a belt scroller type game but it's uh you know you you think at first that you only have like the one plane of walking on but you can go up and up and down the stairs mm-hmm. or jump up and down i don't i don't i'm getting way ahead of myself or ahead of, <laughs> ahead of us i guess but yeah i mean i didn't play it until recently in the last year and like for real it's because it's a meme on our on on the show with, with me specifically i was just you know see how many comments i can get about it in the in, in the <laughs> comment section i guess actually yeah i mean the the reason we asked you to be on the show is first of all i mean it's great for you to be on the show, period, in general. But that's kind of the thing is uh, it became a meme on your show. And when Try was on for Beetle Adventure Racing, mm-hmm. he was looking for the upcoming episodes list. And he's like, oh, you have Dragon Wang. <laughs> Corey would love to be on that episode. I'm like, really? He's like, yeah. Why? I'm like, <laughs> like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I think when you when you first messaged me about it, I was like, wait, do you think that you can like actually do a whole podcast like on this game? I'm still like, not convinced so- of that, by the way, but <laughs> here we are. <laughs> and I was like, we should talk about like these other games that are like it, like, uh, you know, like Spartan X and, and Vigilante and stuff like that. You're like, oh, no, I think for, well, I think we'll be all right. <laughs> well, we're going to see how we, how we do. I think we're going to be okay. I still do. <laughs> I have, I have faith in us. So my personal experience is, is very similar to Corey's. It's just, I don't know why, how I initially even heard of this game. I've just known about it for a while, kind of in the ether of, Video game knowledge space, I guess I should say. I don't know other, any other way to put it. Because the SG-1000 just been kind of popping up here and there throughout the ephemera of what is like gaming YouTube-ness and podcast-ness. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh, like, yeah, we know about this. We have gamer cred and we're awesome nerds now. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. Uh, and Dragon Wang is one of those games. I'm like, that looks like an episode where we have Shane, the dick dragon Mm. that we have to, we have to talk (laughs) about dragon Wang and I have to play this game at some point. We have to do that. So actually the first time I've ever played it for real was in preparation for this episode because I just don't find myself playing SG 1000 games very often uh, or at all. And here we are and I'm ready for it. Shane, uh, are we going to hear any deviations? You have to really church this up, man. You are the dick dragon. You have to be super, Super motivated for the Dragon Wang episode. <laughs> oh, great. Well, thank you. I'm glad that now I'm going to extra disappoint everybody listening. Thank you for that, Chris. This is your game. It it absolutely is not. <laughs> <laughs> is it is it anybody's game? I don't know. It's a good question. I don't know. I, I should have looked because after playing it, I went and watched a, a long play, which is really stretching the term of mm-hmm. long play, by the way. And uh, I, I should have scrolled through the comments because I 
every I, I am convinced that no matter what the game is, there's at least one person in the comment section of a YouTube video about it who's just like, oh, this was my childhood. This game's amazing. <laughs> I'm like, fuck, you No, it's not like I should have looked. There's got to be one for this. So for that, that one guy out there, you know, you're welcome. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I didn't even this is another one of those ones. This is like sin and punishment, Chris. This is this is one of those where I didn't even know this thing existed until you just like rolled up in here and was like, hey, 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 we're, we're, we're doing an episode about this game. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, yeah, it's Dragon Wang. It's on the SG-1000. Like, great. Those are two things I don't know anything about. <laughs> this is going to be fun. <laughs> so yeah that's that's my personal experience in that i had none until maybe like two weeks ago and then i played this game for about five minutes and was like well that was an experience and here we are i just hope that nobody listened to this podcast like looked at us look at us like i was really hoping for some dragon wang experts on this episode <laughs> let me down oh Listen, if they've listened to this show at all, that is not what they're coming here for. <laughs> no. Well, maybe we did have the sin and punishment world record holder on last time. So. Uh, I suppose that's oh, true. Really? That's, that's true. cool. Great. That's a great game. Yeah, it's fantastic. Mm. Right, Shane? <laughs> Star Successor is pretty good. Oh, yeah. Star Successor. You know, it, it's. I think it says a lot about dragon wing like we're just talking about other games more <laughs> yeah this yeah this is not the first time it's happened on the show either where we got like a main topic and they were just like yeah but what about all these other things that just literally anything else let's talk about anything else uh speaking about anything else ah. we could talk about the the plot and writing if this oh, even has look at it. that he's saving it with this professional <laughs> segue my god <laughs> Let's do uh, it. You have to you have to save your girlfriend. It's it's so original yeah. and not cliche. Um, I would have to say this is the this is the plot writing of the century right here that your girlfriend got kidnapped by evil ninjas or whatever. And you have to go save her. So, I mean, this was this was riveting stuff. Just riveting. I played a, a translation of this. I don't know if all versions of it are, like have the text in English or not. Mm -hmm. You rescue your girlfriend at the end of the every level. And they say, if you really want to impress her, you'll finish the next round. So I don't think it's even about rescuing her. It's just about like making her like you more. No. Yeah. It's almost like she's in on it. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> We're about to get into the, the deep lore of Dragon Wang. I mean, why not? They didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dragon Wang is actually a very uh, meta social commentary about abusive relationships and... <laughs> Your girlfriend is the Amber Heard of the SG-1000. Oh, <laughs> ah, topical and definitely not going to date this episode at all. <laughs> Just Google Amber Heard if this is two years from now. You'll you'll figure it out oh. because it says only with true love can you become her hero. Try next round. OK. Oh, yeah. See, yeah right. That confused the shit out of me because I, I was like, OK, well, because, uh, OK, whatever. It's the whole like your princess is in another castle thing. Right. Except mm -hmm. she's not because she's right there ostensibly you you saved her right like so shouldn't this game end after the first level like you're done you you fought through no. the building that's literally the plot it's a paragraph no. chris it's like no. there there is building there are bad men's in building fight dudes fi find yeah. lady you did it <laughs> well that's the one thing. level you're done you solved your problem with violence and she wants you to solve your problem with love, which is why this game never ends. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> it, it, so, so you just, end. it's an end. This, that's what this is. This game is purgatory for this man. Okay. Cause I was, I was confused because I was trying, you know, like there's, there's no cheats for this uh, for me to use to see further into the game. So I watched some long plays, you know, like mm. 15 minute long plays, several of them. And they all like basically just like kill themselves like at the end of the, or at the beginning of the fifth level. Yes. Of, of thank five. you. Yep. I did the same thing. I skipped through like three different videos because I watched one all the way through and I'm like, what is this man doing? Why? Why is he, why is he just dying? Did did he fall asleep? Like what's happening? So then I went and watched like two other ones and I'm like, everybody's doing this. Like, is there is there something about this game that I'm missing? Yeah. Then I had to go digging and then I found out like, oh, no, it's the game. The game's unfinished. That's what it is. They're just like, oh, just loop it again. Well, it, it doesn't even seem like they loop it because you got to. If it was looping, it would go back to having to only collect three keys. 
But I think right. it stays on and five. So it just like loops that last level over and over again, maybe. That's what I'm gathering. Because I played to like stage six or seven. Mm-hmm. And it was the same, like the stage layout too. So I guess, yeah, we're segueing into gameplay here. Uh, so already. <laughs> yeah, surprise. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's an endless loop. Your your girlfriend is evil. She just wants to see you get beat up by people. And only with love will the game end. No, this is my headcanon for this game now. Is that this <laughs> this this is like uh, an existential punishment for yeah. D Wang? That's that's what I'm going with. <laughs> once you love to learn yourself and turn the game off, is when you are free. <laughs> but yeah, once I made it to the sixth and seventh level, not even the layout of the stage changed, just the color of the tiles, like your little dragon tiles. Mm. And yeah, everything was the exact same as it was in four. So the five was the same as four, and six was the same as four, and seven was. And that's when it's like, okay. It's just going to continuously loop until I decide that my score is high enough or I'm just tired with life. And then I I am done with it. And yeah, that's it's it seems to be an endless loop after stage four. I wonder if you ever can get a like a kill screen on it then. And if anybody out there's ever done that. Oh, I'm sure. I don't think people cared enough. <laughs> it can't be that long because it's it's less than 32 kilobytes. It's a tiny game. Oh, I mean, it, you know, is the is the flagship my card game. So, yeah, yes. Yeah. But, you know, somebody out there, you know, if they if they can get a kill screen on, they can make a make a whole documentary on it called the King of Wang, the King of Wang. OK, so <laughs> that see, that's interesting, though, because I, I came across this little tidbit. So, you know, here we go. This this is this is the learning portion of of the of the Ooh. RHP episode. So everybody, that's why I said, I always say, don't, don't say you never learn nothing. So here you go. Put that Wang knowledge on the table. <laughs> yeah. Just apparently that, well, first Swapping of all, it's it a very there. common surname, evidently, and it translates to King. So actually this game is <laughs> yeah. called Dragon King. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so King of Wang is really just King of King. I, I'd watch that. The King of Kings. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Thank you for say for saving that. It was like complete silence after I said it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could also, I mean, technically you could also swap that around and call it the Wang of Kings. The, the oh. Wang of Kings. Mm. Yeah. Go either way. The Belland of Wang. <laughs> That's actually the MacGuffin for the new Indiana Jones movie, by the way. <laughs> I'm excited. But let's, let's talk. <laughs> Where the fuck do we go from here? <laughs> Let's talk about how this game actually plays, which if you've played Kung Fu before and if you're listening to the show, at least you know what Kung Fu is, a black box NES title, then you've played this game and you just go from left to right, punching baddies, you know, uh, excuse with me, questionable hit excuse detection. Me, you kick, you kick. Yeah, you're right. There's, there is no punching. Yeah, there is no punching. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Yeah. Doesn't matter which button you use, by the way. It's all kick. That's all a man needs. Chris is just jump and kick. Yeah, but it has it, Wang. has that dreaded up to jump, which I hate so much. Ugh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think it works terribly here, uh, especially. But I can't imagine what it was like on an actual SG-1000 because they had those little joy pads yep. in the controller. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so that must have been awful. I can't. I feel bad for all you you young Japanese children uh, in 1985 <laughs> who got an SG-1000 for Christmas and had to jump with with the up direction. I don't know where you are today. I hope you're successful because it'd be very difficult for me to overcome that. Yeah. I mean, up to jump is probably the old gameplay like method that I like the least. Like that, that'll make me not want to play any game. Yeah. I can agree with that. Yeah. I will say what is, what is a little bit innovative Mm. is it, it, it's kind of like an early Metroidvania. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Surprising. Go on. Yeah. Yeah. Because you have to you have to find your way through a map and you have to I mean, you don't gain skills, but it's not like a direct left to right like that. You do have to navigate through a screen. Yeah. By God, you might have to go right to left. <laughs> well, yeah. Or, or, or yeah. You're, right I mean, to left, left to right. Like, <laughs> yeah. And it is not immediately apparent. You know, like I know that I had never known that you could do that until like I actually you know, put some actual effort into the game. Mm-hmm. There's no easy way, no easy tell that you can do that, I guess, except for like a little gap in the ceiling. You can also sequence break. Oh, really? Oh, I mean, does it matter? I mean, like, yeah, I guess it, technically that is true. <laughs> My God, yes. this is this is the hot take of the episode. Dragon Wang was the first Metroidvania. There you go. <laughs> Good, Good the, Lord. That allowed sequence breaking. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, there's uh, maybe maybe that's like get it on uh, games done quick next time. I'm actually surprised that hasn't happened. See if anybody can <laughs> get get done quick with the Wang. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I don't know too much more to say necessarily about the gameplay. It is really straightforward. I mean, you, you navigate a couple, you know, different levels within each stage. You defeat boss characters to collect keys. Once you get all the keys, you move on to the next stage. Rinse and repeat. They do introduce a couple of different mechanics once you get past the, the first couple of levels. So mm-hmm. I suppose that's interesting. You know, you get the little sine wave ball comes mm-hmm. flying at you. I will say I was surprised by the, the the little little Star Wars droid robot. Yeah, right. I was like, what the heck is this? <laughs> I love that thing. Yeah. So easy. Very is, is that was really surprising. I mean, OK, speaking <laughs> of like the, the boss characters, can we take a moment since we're talking about the gameplay? Can, can we just take a moment to talk a little bit about the progression of these characters? Specifically, I want to talk about how you go from dudes named like bozo and like nunchan which by the way these are just maximum effort went into these names i love nunchan yeah, yeah so great well bozo is like oh he wields a bow staff nunchan yeah. is a nunchuck expert okay great um first of all fuck warp man i just want to yeah get that out there right now I, I will say that i feel like it actually strangely like innovative for for the time to have a character that just like actually disappears and reappears in like random places on some level, that's actually kind of cool, but it's also super infuriating. <laughs> and I think that's just part partly because of the controls being yeah. as they are. Um, you kind of feel like you're walking through mud while this guy is just mm-hmm. like teleporting around. Nothing personal kid attacking you from behind. So there's that. But then you go through this progression of all these guys that are named like this. Right. And then you get to the, the well, quote, air quotes, the last boss. Isn't it? He's just Jonathan. <laughs> he's just a guy. It's Jonathan. It's like fighting through a bunch of dudes with like really awesome like gamer tags and then rolling up on a guy named Fred just out of nowhere. And not only that, my man is half a man. He's just legs. <laughs> he's like warp Jonathan. <laughs> I don't even know what happened uh, yeah, there. I, like, yeah. What? <laughs> like, how, how did that happen? Like how, who 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 made that decision? Like was it in? That's what I want to know. Is like was was this intentional? Like was this like was this the twist ending of Dragon Wang? It's like <laughs> your your girlfriend was kidnapped by disembodied legs. You could say he was so maneuverable he had a third leg. Yeah, you could. You could say that. I'm not going to, but you could. The game is so unfinished that they had to like they pulled the person who was programming away from the computer. Like before he had like designed <laughs> the last boss completely. He's like, wait, I'm not done. <laughs> he's like, no, he's reaching out. No, get it on the my card. It's got to go. <laughs> oh, man. I Yeah. All right. So that, hey, that's that's the gameplay. That's Dragon Wang in a nutshell. So there you go. Well, how about the RNG? Uh, you know, we got to talk about the RNG. Oh, sure. RNG is there. Yeah. I will say this. Mm. This game does not have any memorization patterns. It's completely different every single time you play it, which, by the way, is not a good thing. No, I'm just going to state that right now. No, it is not. So remember those those little balls Shane was telling you about that you can maneuver. And I actually do appreciate them. I think there is a a level of skill to be admired in order to uh, dodge the balls as Wang dodges the balls. (laughs) So you have to figure out if you need to jump over them or, or duck underneath them. You know, they're just swinging all over the place. But they're not, though. They're one of the few like predictable things in this game, Chris. It's literally <laughs> right. a sine wave. But sometimes you got to depending on your movement, sometimes you can duck underneath them or sometimes you have to move back and jump on jump over them. And it's all part of a pattern, mm. which, again, for a basic game on a basic system, it's it's kind of cool. Sure. Uh, what is not cool is when they throw these sine waves at you mm. and they start throwing the knife throwing dudes at you. Mm-hmm. And on, on top of the dudes that just charge you and a wall. Yes. And a wall mm-hmm. that like all this can happen at the same time. And by the way, you think you are equipped with a jump kick, which you think is cool. By the way, your jump kick doesn't do dick. All it does is just set you up. So as soon as you land, you have to do another kick to kill what's ever in front of you. <laughs> it's a trap. And that's about it. And there's there's three things you can you can do a standard kick, a duck kick and a jump kick. And the jump kick doesn't do a damn thing. Your low kick is probably extremely useful. 
when used right. But yeah, your enemies are people who run up to you and, and kick you as soon as they run up to you and you have to time it just right or else they will kick you first all the time. There are knife throwing people that you can jump over both knives and that's essentially what you have to do yep. in order to engage with them because you can jump over the one he throws high, but you have to time it just right. And if you don't, you're going to get hit for a lot of damage. And then, yeah, like we already said, the sine waves. And by the way, if you happen to make it to a boss with less than 90% of your health, you might as well just quit. You might as well just die. Yeah, every boss there's, there's encounter no is just, a, it's it's a war of attrition. There's no, there's no skill involved there whatsoever. Yeah. Especially against Jonathan and fucking Warp Man. <laughs> Jonathan's Jonathan. legs. John, yeah, Jonathan's <laughs> legs. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's definitely pretty tough. I don't know. I, I appreciated how like nonlinear it was. You could just kind of go after these bosses in whatever order you felt like. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's like the like the single good thing I have to say about it. Well, yeah, you you could go after Warp Man first. Yeah, yeah. Why not? You know, and then but the, the, at least when you kill one of these bosses, the 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 key you pick up like restores all your health. Yes. Yeah. Can you can you imagine if it didn't do that? Good lord. <laughs> the perfect time to do a save state. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. And if you die, though, you have to you gotta do it all again. There's no yeah. there's no checkpoints. So. Yeah. You can get four keys on a, on a five key level. And if you die, you have you have no keys. Yeah. You have to get good at this game. That's probably why it's 15 minutes total. Yeah. Yeah. You can say you can go to your friends at school and say, I made it to stage three. And so I made it to stage four. Like, wow. And you put hours into it. But if you actually take the time. Yeah. It's one of those games. Yeah. Really? Cause I kind of feel like the more likely scenario is that you go to school and say, I made it to level three of dragon Wang and all your friends are like, but why? Yeah. <laughs> you what? Are you kidding me? I, I play dragon Wang for more than 10 minutes. You what? <laughs> yeah. We have a limited amount of time on this earth. Chris, yeah. you're wasting it. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> <sighs> With the way my life is looking, we might as well talk about something that may look a little bit better, which is graphics. Uh, what did what did you think about them, Corey? For and, and remember, this is SG one thousand game. Yeah, I really like the Sega logo that shows up when you first turn the yeah. game. <laughs> it did look good. That's like the highlight. <laughs> I gotta yeah. say. Yeah, they kind of they they started real strong with this one. Yeah, that kind of trailed off, but yeah. I mean, you look at it and you compare it to something like even to like like Kung Fu. Which, you know, was, is a, a later and more powerful hardware. It's just like just like a black background and the scrolling's not very smooth at all. You know, I think it does that thing like the, like the Master System does with certain games where like the scrolling is really choppy because it's just like redrawing the entire screen mm -hmm. over and over mm -hmm. again, like at a lower frame rate. It's difficult to find anything really exciting or interesting to say about the graphics. Yeah, I would, I would happen to agree. There's not <laughs> much interesting to say. I mean... I guess for an SG-1000 game, it looks okay. I do like the fact that they put a lot of effort into the tiles that you can clearly see two dragons. Yes. So that that is good. Uh, but for a ColecoVision game, I, I have to give some credit where credit is due. They can put more than four character sprites on the screen at once who are all trying to attack you, even though they oh, yeah. will stand still and not do anything until you clear one out. But I, I will say they do do that. Oh, God. that that reminds me. Technically, this probably should have been part of the gameplay, but, you know, whatever. Uh, we're, we're off the rails we're anyway. Here. So here we are. <laughs> we're here. Yeah. yeah. No, one of the things that I found really entertaining about about this game was when you're on basically any level except the bottom floor. Right. So any anywhere where there's like a hole and you'd run over. And if you've got dudes like chasing you and you run and you jump over that hole, I just love how they all just stop at the end of the that at the edge and just like look at you and they're just like ah foiled again by this small hole strategy and it, sometimes it's uh, you know it's uh, there's a trap door oh yeah oh, fuck those <laughs> i can't believe you didn't bring those up <laughs> fuck those fucking trap doors but anyway graphics am i right i don't know like yeah. <laughs> i mean honestly the first thing that i thought of was our episode on black belt when i was playing this mm. oh and that's an excellent game i was just like yeah this 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 feels pretty similar. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, given the, the era that this came out in, I mean, I guess it's, you know, it's whatever. It's it's fine. I think it's kind of mildly hilarious that it took Chris saying that the the floors had images of dragons on it for me to realize that that's what that was. So I learned something today. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I, I when you first said that, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, like I noticed it, too. I didn't. 
I'll admit that I had to like look up a screenshot of it. Yep. So did I. And I was like, oh, okay. I just thought those were like neat squigglies. Yeah. I, I didn't. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's what that the, is. The, the dragon wing goes hard on the, on the dragons. And that's oh, so yeah. hard. Definitely. I don't know if your experience was any different from the brief amount of time that I <laughs> put into this game. <laughs> Which I know is what everybody loves to hear when they're listening to an episode about a game. They're just like, yeah, I, I mean, I, I kind of looked at it. I don't know. It didn't really have any like slowdown or anything. So from a performance perspective, um, you know, it's got that going for it. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose. All right. So we're clearly <laughs> stretching on this one. So, Chris, give us one Very of your patented so. segues. Well, speaking of things that where you're done in 30 seconds and finishing, Shane, let's talk about the music. Ooh. Oh, that's not where I thought that was going. All right. <laughs> because there's only one song. There's only one song and it's 30 seconds long and it finishes. Oh, uh, yep. Yep. I think 30 seconds is being generous, too. Now, I mean, this game is only 15 minutes long and that was already too much. <laughs> and the yes. even that 30 seconds is just really repetitive sounding. But there is, yeah. you know, there is a little bit of music that plays every time you die, which is, you know, people, <laughs> people who watch have watched uh, our show like that's that is the piece of music that they are most familiar with in the game yeah you'll you'll get used to hearing that (laughs) would you say that when you die that's the climax of of the musical experience uh yeah without a doubt yeah yeah (laughs) there's a little bit of a jingle when you complete the uh, the levels too that's that's slightly different oh yeah Yeah, you know, I got to be honest, though, even as far as like in the pantheon of level completion jingles, <laughs> this one, not great, really isn't. Yeah, no, it's no like Sonic the Hedgehog when it comes to the ending level. I mean, no, but jingle. You know, come on. What what is right? <laughs> no, that would be that would be a good podcast. At the podcast episode is like ranking the end of level jingles. Oh, shit. You just gave oh, us shit. an idea for our, <laughs> well, for no, our I, flight episodes. There you go. Top five jingles. Sounds like something I'd like to listen to. <laughs> Ooh. We could do, we could definitely do that. We could take a sound bite of that. There you go. Use it for promotion. That's something <laughs> I'd like to listen to. Not this music, though. No, definitely, <laughs> no, not, absolutely definitely not. Not, not the music. I mean, it's it is. There's worse. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've heard worse. <laughs> i mean you could there's buzz saws i mean there's listen there's plenty of other things yeah. you could listen to that are objectively worse than this you know comparing it to something that is much newer i'd rather listen to this music than the music from from gaia's navel in secret of mana which i think is like one of the mm. most obnoxious sounding pieces of game music i've ever heard but i'd, I'd rather mm. listen to dragon wang over that remember dragon wang is is good to insert into your ears for <laughs> For very short amount of times. Do not do not insert Dragon Wang for too long. Yes. If if you experience Dragon Wang for four or more hours, please consult a physician. Yeah. And please use protection yes. at all times. Yes. Always. Always. The mute button is is great protection. <laughs> all right. Uh, I already mentioned the the miscellaneous that I had uh, going into this episode, which is it's technically pronounced Wong instead of Wang. Mm-hmm. But again, that's not fun. Nobody. Yeah. N- nobody says that. No. No, nobody's going to no. say that when they read this <laughs> ever. <laughs> did either of you have any miscellaneous you wanted to bring up? Uh, I did. You know, my miscellaneous is that the the sequel Kung Fu mm. Kid is is pretty good. Oh, yes, it is. So this is like the Sin and Punishment episode. Yeah. I, well, I mean, I think the first Sin and Punishment is good, but this is <laughs> but, right. but the second one is even better. The, the sequel, you know, it's it's evolves the uh, the gameplay a bit. You know, it definitely is plays similar but you know you can uh jump off of walls to get to like higher levels and stuff it's just it's just it's pretty good you know i <laughs> <Ring> <laughs> endorsement this, it's, yeah it's it's pretty good it's all right selling it even further is that mm. like i think until recently like i didn't even know i had this i own this game and i was just very surprised to see that i that i did so i mean that goes to show you that i've never really spent much time with the sequel maybe at all like my, I think that my only real experience with the sequel was 
you know, a screenshot, like in a poster that was like included with Master System games of like other games that were coming out for the system. And I remember thinking like, oh, this is, I like how his, his jumping animation looks, that frame of animation. Well, see, there you go. You can say that Dragon Wang acted as the, the gateway to an objectively better game. <laughs> yeah. And it is the same character, too. It the is, character yeah. Kung Fu Kid is named Wang, Wang, whatever. Even in the U.S. version, too. I was, I was surprised. But it's, it's good. It's good. I just think, I, I think it's worth checking out to, like, lessen your disappointment with Dragon Wang. This is probably <laughs> it's worth a palate it. cleanser. Yeah. The sequel, Kung Fu Kid, is a better Wang to swallow. Yes. Than, 100%. Than the original. <laughs> that, yes. That's a good way to put it. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we, we're coming. <laughs> we're at the end of this episode. Some of you are probably thinking, thank God, if you're still here, if you are, thank you. It's been a lot of fun. I don't care. <laughs> Can you imagine this being someone's first episode of the show? Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having fun, though. I'd be nervous about like how many people is this going to be their last? Ah, that's a good point. <sighs> like, I can't handle this. But you never forget your first wang. That's you never forget. Oh, you're telling me. Yeah, that's right. But we have to answer the question of whether or not this game holds up today. No. I guess I'll start off do on we? this one. <laughs> yeah, we do. do. Do we, though? <laughs> I'll start out. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, for this one. And we'll let Corey uh, provide the final word as he is our guest. So I will say that, uh, no, it does not hold up today. Shocker. Of course, I think you've, you've picked that up by now. I will say that for an SG-1000 game and, and a game that is probably better fit in the second generation of gaming than the third generation of gaming. It's it's not horrible. OK, you, you, there's a lot of games on the Atari library, Coleco and television that this game is certainly better than. I haven't played a lot of the SG 1000 library. Uh, the, all the games I play in the SG 1000 library is Dragon Wang. But I have a feeling that this is probably one of the better ones just by looking at a lot of the gameplay footage. If you didn't have an NES or a Famicom in 1985, and you wanted to play Kung Fu, this was Kung Fu at home. It's not <laughs> the worst thing you could have gotten at the time, but now there's absolutely no reason to go back and play it. Uh, I, I agree with Corey. I'd highly recommend just skipping to Kung Fu Kid on the Sega Master System and just enjoy the name of this game as we have for the past hour. Shane? Yeah, I mean, yeah, no. Like, what? No, of course not. I I would never. Th this might this might actually factor into a future flight episode talking about games that we would give to our worst enemies. Like that's no. You know, sure. I think Chris pointed out right that there are you know maybe some minor redeeming factors for the game, especially in the context of 1985. Mm -hmm. Sure. It's it's that's important. However, is this something that I would suggest anybody actually sit down and play today? N no, definitely not. It's not even worth the 15 minutes it takes to get through it. Like if you're really that interested, just go watch one of the long plays. Um, you'll get everything you need out of it. Because really the, the most entertaining thing about this game outside of the, the name is probably that really nice Sega logo at the beginning. And that's <laughs> that's about it. It's clean. So clean. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, All right, Corey. I think that the only thing that really holds up today uh, about this game is, is its name. You know, we, we got to keep it alive some way or another. Just, you know, always busting it out when I need to show a bad game and a character dying. <laughs> and busting it out does make you feel good. It does. It does. But, it does. I, you know, I actually do because I've made a thing of this. Like, I actually do own a physical copy of the game. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, why not? Why not? It's, it's the only SG-1000 game I have. I'm, I, you know, I reason like, if oh, if I need to show an SG-1000 game on camera, you know, what else would I want to show but Dragon Wang? I mean, it's hard to argue with that logic. I'll be honest. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I just wouldn't. You, you could probably have a better time playing like almost literally any other game. <laughs> there are a lot of listen there's a lot of stuff on like itch.io that you could probably get yourself into are you saying it's it's itchy itchy wang i i, I oh. mean if you're listen we talked about this already you know without protection who knows what's gonna happen 
Yeah. We cannot let the legacy of Dragon Wayne go flaccid. What? <laughs> Is there a way that we could like start a petition for like an HD remaster or something or like a spiritual an successor? H- can we can we get someone to make like Wang King? I, I wish HD Wang. Yeah. <laughs> Wang now in that? high def. If that's what HD stands for in your dictionary, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's not urban dictionary. <laughs> fucking degenerate (laughs) but i you know i i think it's fine to just just go on living your life not having played this game there you go so to sum up your life is objectively better off for not experiencing dragon wang we did for you so you're welcome you know what i kind of wish though is that Mm. i i could not find any anything about like who worked on this game no i couldn't either I'm going to be mortified. It's like, oh, you know, it's like Ryoko Kodama like worked on this. I'm like, oh, geez. Like we all have to start somewhere. Yeah. But I mean, she started like, what is it? Like Ninja Princess? Uh, Ninja Princess. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is a great game. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I just couldn't find anything like on Moby Games or anything like who worked on this. Yeah. I looked the same places. And the game, the game doesn't have an ending. So there's no way to even compare that. Yeah. There, there aren't even any credits. You know, you know the, the, the sequel doesn't have any credits either. It just. When you beat it, it just says the end and that's it. And it goes right back to the title screen. Such a horrible time of, of gaming history of, <laughs> of in terms of credit, you know, yeah, yeah. in terms of people getting their just due. I mean, look, we, we can make fun of Dragon Wang all we want to in terms of it's just poor quality today. And, and a lot of those games from that time period, absolutely. Like you, you reflect back, they're not good, but still someone worked on that game. Yeah. If you, if you grew up with them, then you have a, like another feeling about it. But yeah. I mean, as someone who didn't play a lot of those games, like when I was like really, really young, like I just don't have any patience for a lot of, for most of them. Like yeah. 90, oh, sure. 98% of them. But still someone worked on that game mm-hmm. and they, they worked hard to get it underneath 32 kilobytes to put it on a stupid, <laughs> my card. <Yeah. laughs> like they, they deserve something. And maybe there was a big name part of that bunch. Maybe there wasn't, we don't know. It's kind of like Castlevania. Like the people who made the first three Castlevanias, we're never going to know for sure mm-hmm. who made those games. And that's a travesty of that era. And, you know, hopefully we never get back to a situation where it's like that ever again. You want to know why there's no ending credits, though. I mean, not because there's no ending, because the person who was doing Jonathan's legs, doing Jonathan's sprite design, was responsible <laughs> yeah. for doing the credits afterwards. But as we know, <laughs> they got pulled away <laughs> with their hands on the keyboard. Yeah, I was going to say, like, the. You're talking about trying to fit this on a on a my card like they had to sacrifice half a man to <laughs> to get that on there. He was out sick that day, okay? <laughs> Look. Oh, uh, well, I suppose that probably brings our discussion of Dragon Wang to uh to a merciful close. <laughs> Too much Wang. Yeah, yeah. You can you can only have so much, you know. But so first, first and foremost, of course, um, we, we would like to thank our esteemed guest for being on the show today. So, Corey, it has been a pleasure having you on, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was, it was a lot of fun. For the fine folks at home, um, if they don't already know or if it's exited their brain from earlier in the episode because of what just transpired, <laughs> could you fill them in on where they can find you and what you do on the Internet? So I am one half of the creative team on a YouTube channel called My Life in Gaming. And we do like deep dives into uh, console hardware along with like documentaries every once in a while. Other like silly subjects that, that cover like a lot of games in, in every episode. And we can't stop our episodes from getting longer and more detailed. <laughs> it's, a, it's a curse. Is this another Dragon Wang thing? Maybe. Oh. It's the, the the length of our show is akin to a dragon wang at this point. Ah, there you go. Now also a unit of measurement. <laughs> well, as far as we're concerned, uh, if you happen to be listening to this, then coincidentally, that means you've already found us. So hi, hello, welcome. We're glad that you're here. If you'd like to engage with the show uh, outside of just let it passively enter your ear hole and exit out the other side you can do that and not only can you do that we make it very easy for you all you have to do is head on over to linktree slash retro hangover that's l-i-n-k-t-r dot e-e 
slash retro hangover, and you will be presented with a finely curated collection of buttons that all lead you to places that are related to us, whether that happens to be our socials or our public discord, where you can jump in and join our fantastic community that we've got going on there or the YouTube channel or, you know, this show, I guess that might be important. Uh, And also our Twitch channel, which Chris is going to tell you a little bit more about what we do there. Yeah, I briefly mentioned it at the start of the show, and uh, you can go to twitch.tv slash retro hangover where we have our Sunday streams at Sunday at 9 p.m. Eastern time, uh, which unfortunately collides with my life in gaming stream on YouTube. <laughs> Sorry, Corey. Sorry. <laughs> we are. They start an hour early, so make sure to tune into them and prime yourself for ours. Just have it up on two screens. That's even better. There you go. So twitch.tv slash retro hangover. You can head over there. As I said, with the four job fiesta starts, which it probably has by the time you're listening to this episode, I will be streaming it on Twitch as much as I possibly can. Just outside of our Sunday night streams, you might catch us on just random days. Just me streaming some Final Fantasy five. So come by, say hi, subscribe once again for the millionth time. Twitch.tv slash retro hangover. And back to you, Shane. Fantastic. And with all of that being said, until next time, play with your heavy and stiff wang joysticks. Shane here with a quick message. You know, the one rule Chris and I have always gone by regarding advertisements is this. It has to be something we use and can personally vouch for. If you know me, you know I love coffee and Bones Coffee Company has been my go-to for home brewing for quite some time now. Their small batch beans come in an impressive variety of flavors like Mint Invaders from Chocolate Space or Electric Unicorn, which I swear tastes exactly like Fruity Pebbles. And the best part? No added sugar or calories involved, just natural flavors infused right into the beans themselves. Build your own sample pack of five four-ounce bags to find out which flavors speak to you, or jump in headfirst with full 12-ounce bags. They've even got K-Cups. Step up your homebrew game with Bones Coffee by visiting bit.ly slash rhpbones. That's b-i-t dot l-y slash r-h-p-b-o-n-e-s.